Hello, and welcome to the Responsive Family Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hawley, holistic sleep coach, lactation consultant, peaceful parenting educator, and mom. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by all the conflicting sleep info, frustrated with sleep information that just plain felt wrong, or searched desperately for a truly gentle and responsive sleep approach, then you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll be answering your most pressing baby and toddler sleep questions, busting those sleep myths, and helping you understand truly developmental, biologically normal baby and toddler sleep plus encouraging you to trust your intuition along the way. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. This is the second episode that I'm doing on navigating the holidays. Uh, If you missed it last week, we were talking all about how to manage family comments and advice and opinions. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to support sleep through holiday disruptions. Now, there's a lot of ways the holidays disrupt our rhythms and routines, right? There's the obvious one of traveling to see family. Um, And then there's just a lot of extra events that you might be wanting to do, right? To do with your family that might keep your little one out past bedtime, or that might involve skipping naps, or being in situations that just really challenge your your normal rhythms and routines. And so I get a lot of questions about this uh, this time of year, and I thought we'd just go through some of the most common concerns and questions and ideas that tend to come up when I'm talking with parents, and hopefully they'll help you think through the next little bit and, and navigating sleep. So I hear a lot of questions about safe sleep and sleep setups, particularly around traveling, um, and especially for my bed-sharing families. I hear a lot of questions about rhythms and routines and consistency and flexibility and what makes sense, right? <laughs> how do you balance those? And then, you know, how much are we going to get off routine? What's it going to be like to get back on routine? And so I think there's some good stuff we can dig into here. So let's start with safe sleep. How do we manage sleep setups when we are traveling? This is a a tricky one because there are a lot of variables and we don't have control over all of them. So I think it's really helpful to know what you're going to have available to you, right? And this could be calling ahead um, or, you know, doing your research and being like, "What, what do we have there? And what are we bringing with us? You know, are we bringing a travel crib or are we not? Um, Are we going to set up a floor bed or can we not? Um, Are we comfortable assessing bed sharing safety when traveling or not? And really thinking through this piece. Honestly, this is my least favorite part of traveling with little, little, littles, like personally, because we were always bed sharing. And then you don't always know what you're getting into, right? You don't know how high the bed's going to be, how soft the mattress is going to be, if there are some things that would make it unsafe, you know, as far as gaps between furniture, uh, you might be able to pull the mattress off and make a floor bed, you might not. Uh, you just don't know. And that's just sort of an element of travel at this at this age. So if you're bed sharing, I think it's a good idea to have a travel crib. Um, just so you have a, a safe 
place for your little one to sleep um, in case the bed sharing situation cannot be made safe. A lot of times it can, particularly with older babies and toddlers. Um, But I think it's good to have a backup. And also to think about napping situations. So what what are you going to do for naps? Can your little one just nap in arms? Are you going to baby wear them? Do you have a safe place to put them down? If you're, say, staying at a hotel, but at families places during the day. Um, so just thinking about nap environments as well as as bedtime sleep. And sometimes this not a straightforward answer here, right? It is a little bit of assessing, troubleshooting, and thinking through some different options. So another big thing that tends to come up, and this is true in the summer as well when there's lots of travel going on, um, or lots of fun extra events that you want to do, is how do we balance our consistent routines and still getting to do stuff? And I feel like I say this a lot, maybe not in this podcast, but to, to clients of mine, is like there's a, a lot of parenting is balancing consistency and flexibility, right? Predictability and adaptability. And any given kiddo and at any given phase might need more sort of to lean to more towards one end of that spectrum than the other, right? Some littles need a lot of consistency and some are fine with a lot of going with the flow. You know, in the short term, I think most babies and toddlers are more adaptable than we think. Um, Even if, you know, we might pay for it a little bit with a more disrupted night, it can be worth it. It can be worth it to feel like you can participate in the events you want to participate in. And the key is finding that balance for your family, right? Rather than looking at what other families are doing, is really finding that balance for your family. Because there's also probably things that feel like deal breakers for you, you know, maybe that's getting your kiddo to bed on time or it's, it's really, really difficult, right? And it's not worth it. It's not worth how much they melt down. It's not worth how much they wake up. You know, it's just, it's not worth the trade-off. Or maybe you have a kiddo that's fine. Like they can fall asleep while you're out and about. It doesn't really mess with their sleep too much as long as you're not doing it all the time. But they melt down if they miss a nap, right? And so then you want to make sure they have reasonable nap conditions so that you can, you know, maybe have a, a good evening out. And so these are trade-offs, right? Um, and they're just different babies and toddlers just need different things. And so find that balance, right? Don't be afraid to get off routine here and there and also hone in on what is most crucial to be consistent with for your little one to not have sleep go too much off the rails, right? To be within the realm of what you can cope with. I think it's also worth just keeping in mind to expect some disruption, whether you're traveling for the holidays or whether you're just busy, right? Um, Just expect some disruption because when we expect that our kiddos should be sleeping as they normally do, and then they're not, that's a whole nother layer of stress. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? I'm destroying my kiddo's sleep forever. And this is so awful. When if we can say, hey, when life's really busy and we're going to maybe be off routine a bit more or we're going to be traveling or there's going to be a lot of extra stimulation, we might have some extra sleep disruptions and that's expected. And we're going to be able to come back from that. Like that sort of framing just automatically lowers your stress and puts you into more of a resourceful and resilient state. And when you're in a more resourceful and resilient state, your little's going to navigate that better and you're going to cope with whatever happens to your little's sleep better. 
And, you know, I think it's also really important to keep in mind that it takes time to get back into that routine. Like you'll absolutely get back into the routine, but it can take time to get back into that routine and just to expect that as well. You know, some kiddos take a good week or two to really get back in a routine, particularly if there was a lot of disruption or a lot of travel or time differences or things like that. And so expecting some settling back in disruption as well as settling or as well as travel or like having lots of visitors over kind of disruption. And interestingly, some little sleep better when there's lots of visitors in your home or you're traveling because there's so much more activity and stimulation. And when that's, you know, for some temperaments, that's like amazing and they love it. You know, these kind of kiddos that just can't get enough activity and stimulation, then they sometimes sleep more soundly. They'll actually sleep quite well for you. And that can be a really nice surprise, right? Like, oh my gosh, they're sleeping even better than normal. So a lot of how you make these decisions and choices and and navigate these situations depends on what kind of kiddo you have and what kind of person you are, right? Where are where are your boundaries, what you can cope with? Because there isn't going to be a right or wrong choice. And, you know, it's also okay to say head into Thanksgiving um, thinking we're going to do this, this, and this. And then have that experience and going, ooh, maybe we should rethink Christmas a little bit, right? Like, this is not, not gonna work, right? And so I, I think having a lot of compassion as we kind of navigate these situations, even if it's not your first holiday season with your little, and know, hey, we learn a lot when we're like, oops, never doing that again, or not doing that again for a while. We really, we learn from those situations just as much as when we're like, oh yeah, we did this really well. This worked really, really well. Don't beat yourself up if you take a misstep, overdo it, you know, overstimulate your kiddo. And remember that you're their safe place. So if you're in an environment where they're getting really overstimulated, right? And that's getting too much and they're getting dysregulated, have a, have a plan. Like maybe it's one of you stepping out into a calmer place, you know, to, to nurse them, to snuggle them, to feed them, to just take a, a calming break. Or maybe it's a plan to exit and take a, an active toddler to the park, right? Or a baby out for a walk to get some fresh air, kind of get out of the chaos of all the people. Or maybe it's just baby wearing so that everyone isn't tempted to hold the baby if you think that might be too overwhelming. Because when they start to, and little start to get overwhelmed, you know, that's, that's hard for you. It's hard for them. And that's also going to be a bigger impact on, on their ability to settle down to sleep. So having some outs, right? Having some plans and maybe talking about it ahead of time so that um, you can do it more subtly, right? Especially between between partners, between co-parents. You know, like have that exit strategy there because we all need it, right? I don't know about in your family, but in my family, my dad and my husband both regularly just take themselves away from the chaos at the holidays and go do something else because they're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> and then they come back and re-engage. So, you know, if we as adults can do it, uh, definitely we want to provide that opportunity for our littles. 
So I hope that you are looking forward to a wonderful holiday season and that this episode gave you some things to think about and, you know, get some, get some ideas in place as you head into this holiday season. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode left you feeling more informed, confident, and encouraged on your sleep journey. And just a reminder before you go that nothing in this episode is individualized to your specific sleep situation, nor is it to be taken as medical advice. Take what resonates, ignore what doesn't, and check with your healthcare provider about any medical concerns. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate, review, or share an episode you love on social media. All of that helps parents just like you find me, this podcast, and this gentle and responsive sleep information. I'll see you next time.